0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. Happy New Year, Part 2. January 2nd, 2019. Off to a rousing start, unless you're a head coaching candidate uh, in the NFL. Well, if you're a head coaching candidate, it's actually great. If you're a former head coach, one of eight fired uh, in the last six months, you are out looking for work. Fortunately, Jason Lock and four and I are not looking for work at the start of 2019. Who knows what the end of the oh, year will boy. hold for
1: us. So wait, we got to play the Jedi mind trick time travel game in the middle of eight coaching searches.
0: Uh No, yeah, today. That keep uh,
1: this from being dated. Yeah, we're we not talking coaches. No, we we're, no
0: talk coaches. we're talking coaches. Oh, yeah, we're talking coaches. Yeah, this is it's a nightmare. We're,
1: we're walking a fine line here, man. We I know, are.
0: I know. I know. Um, we're
1: playing Russian roulette with, <laughs> with this podcast.
0: <laughs> well, here's the alternate option, Jason. JLC. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lacanfora. You can, uh, you can, uh, watch him on CBS Sports HQ. Watch him on the NFL Today. You can tell that it's New Year's Day when we're recording this early in the morning because I'm, I personally am dragging. Um kids are lounging about. Families are, are interested in time with, uh, it's just, nobody wants to, nobody wants to spend time with their families. Um yeah. It's possible somebody gets hired while we're talking about this. It's possible that Well, a, a, I don't a think anybody ch- will get
1: hired, but I think it's like, somebody may have like, pulled out of this opportunity you know what yeah, i mean like right, i, right, I right, think right. i think deck chairs will have shifted i don't know that you know new commanders will have been named but no well, let's go for it man all
0: right, well right let's try it let's uh
1: tempt fate well let's tempt fate, let's, tempt fate. T- let's look the football gods in the eye and spit upon them
0: <laughs> i like it uh all right what is it what if you had to pick one job you're you're a head coaching candidate what would be your best job i think it's cleveland am i wrong Cleveland or Green Bay?
1: Yep. I mean, I, I, you know, I think Green Bay, the not having a, an owner to report to, um, depending on what you think of Mark Murphy and sort of the division of labor there. Hey, look, you've got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's certainly higher expectations coming in. Um, people are going to expect you to win immediately and not just get in the playoffs, but like make a run. Um I'm still not quite sure what I make of their roster. To be honest with you, I, I it's kind of a weird team for me to figure. Um,
0: I don't think it's I don't think it's that
1: great.
0: There's, there's me neither. There's young defensive back talent. There's Devontae Adams, who's a star, superstar wide receiver. I mean, top tier guy. And there's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah,
1: I like. Look, the receivers I think are fine, as much as Aaron Rodgers likes to, you know, throw rocks at them. I thought uh, Saint Brown and, and uh, Scantling came on. Pretty well. I mean, they combined for sure. over a thousand yards. They both were in the top fifteen in receiving yards for rookies. And what one was a fifth round pick, one was a sixth round pick. Yep. Um You know, they've never they haven't had a tight end in in a while. Um, I think the running game should be fine. You put the right offensive mind there. I think there's enough to work with. But I really thought the front seven would be the strength of that team. I mean, got some pass rush, but I, they just. They, there just didn't seem to be a whole lot of bite with them, you know. Yeah, I don't recall them getting off the field a lot when they had to.
0: Who? All right. So who? Who's who? Who are the who do the Packers want to hire to replace Mike McCarthy?
1: I like Cleveland, dude. I do. I like Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, you got Mayfield for twelve to fifteen years. You've got Baltimore. I mean, as much as they're in the playoffs, like they still haven't extended their coach. I mean, that's still a thing. Like that's a thing.
0: Right, well, hold on, um, hold on, dive, we'll dive into that because I mean, this is I there was you reported this first, and you said it on this podcast. You were like, "Look, John Harbaugh is not like until there is a new contract signed with tons of guaranteed money, it's not a done deal." I mean, if they lose the Chargers in the first round of the playoffs, and Steve Bishotti, um, you know, it, it, like balks at, at this deal, I mean, can he be? Is he going to be traded? Is he going to be let go? Like what? I mean, is, I mean, is it, there it, buzz about it, that? Look. I, I, They
1: have discussed nothing. They have had no meaningful conversations about his contract whatsoever. You know, he's had – there's been numerous opportunities to do it. The Ravens put out a press release, and then they've backed it up with absolutely nothing. Mm. So, I mean, a lot of people around the league are like, well, they're just stringing this out to see how far it goes. It's kind of like the Flacco injury again where it's like, well, we're just going to keep letting this play out, and we're going to keep saying that he's not healthy enough. And then at some point, we really will address it, and we're going to have to, you know – poop or get off the pot, and, you know, they finally eventually proclaim Lamar the starter. It's kind of the same to hear where, you know, let's just put this thing out and you know, week 16, try to get people off our backs, but we're not backing it up with anything, and then we'll see where it goes. Well, now it's going all the way to the postseason. Uh, But (laughs) by next Monday, if they do lose, I don't think the Dolphins will have a new head coach yet. I think the Dolphins are going to talk to, you know, at least six people. I don't think... The Jets will have a new head coach yet. I don't think the Broncos will have a new head coach yet. So I don't know what's really going to change other than these teams talking to some of these guys and probably feeling like, wow, that guy didn't necessarily blow me away, and neither did this guy. Um, you know, look, if they, if they wanted to do a deal with, with, with John Harbaugh truly, entirely, completely, from a committed standpoint, it wouldn't have been that hard. Yeah. They know his agent's number. They know his agent was in town last weekend for the, for the Ravens game against the Browns. I mean, you know what the market bears. You know that you've got to figure out the division of labor. Does he report to DeCosta, Does he report to the owner? And, you know, what could he get on the open market? It's not rocket science. So, <laughs> I mean, at press release, at 25 cents, I'll get you a phone call from a payphone if you can find one. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, all I would say is they have sorted nothing out.
0: All right that, so um, let's so let, well, let's let's put And that's
1: well known around the league.
0: Okay. Well so, known. So it's possible then that maybe a job like the Jets uh or I, mean, I would assume that they're not going to trade him to the Browns um but like a job like the Jets or maybe a job like the I don't know the Cardinals I mean any you know anywhere where he might be interested Well in- I don't
1: and I don't necessarily think they want to trade him anywhere but like on Monday of next week or Tuesday of next week or the Monday after that or the Tuesday after that or however long this thing goes um, and look, maybe this becomes like Flacco, you know, on his rookie contract, where maybe this thing goes all the way to a championship game or a Super Bowl, and then ultimately they've got to give him way more than they ever thought they were going to, you mm. know, including maybe even personnel control. I, I don't know. Well, that
0: would be great but, because I have a Ravens Super Bowl ticket that I got in Vegas at 60-1. to 1, So I hope John Harbaugh goes full Flacco <laughs> and wins the Super Bowl and I can, I can
1: bust. Yeah, I mean, who, who knows? But they still have a lot to sort out. And and depending on how this plays out in the playoffs, it may be a moot point. If they win a couple of playoff games, most of these jobs are going to be filled. And But they still have the, to sit down with Harbaugh and decide all these things. And he doesn't have to do anything. doesn't have to do anything. He could, at the end of the day, just say, well, that's a great bird in hand. But, wow, the power to be a coaching free agent and negotiate with everybody, um, especially one who at that point will – I mean, his playoff record right now is 10 and 5. Like, what if it gets to 12 and 6, mm. and he wins another road playoff game? So he'll be 12 and 6 with only three home playoff games, and um, you know, reaches his whatever it would be third AFC championship, third or fourth, and like he goes into 2019 with the whole, with every college program and every pro team, you know, who might be making a change all over him. You know, oh huh? well, that's worse things I could do than take another eight million from you with this playoff team, win some more games with Lamar, um, gamble on myself, you know, watch my daughter graduate high school here in Baltimore, and then see what the future brings.
0: Yep. Uh all right, you mentioned Cleveland. So
1: So I like Cleveland because of that, because Cincinnati is re- is is clearly a mess and rebuilding. Yep. And because Pittsburgh <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. we do need to talk is, about Antonio Browns. It yeah. has become, uh, days of our lives. It's, it's constant drama. So give, I want to jump on the Browns right now.
0: Uh, I'm a right. coach. And you, you actually reported on New Year's Day morning, literally right, like as we were starting to record this, uh, that the Browns will interview eight to nine candidates, uh, starting with Greg Williams, who interviewed on January 1st. Who else is in play for the, uh, for the Cleveland Browns?
1: Well, the the name that I'm reporting that hasn't been reported yet is I'm told Josh McDaniels is on their interview list. Um, Through the course of the first what 24 hours of this coaching cycle, you know they put in their request for Dan Campbell for Brian Flores, um, Campbell from the Saints, so their assistant head coach, Brian Flores, the uh, I guess de facto defensive coordinator of the Patriots, Matt Eberflus, the Colts' offensive coordinator. defensive coordinator, I'm sorry, and yeah. Mike Ceriani, the Colts offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, um who I reported before he even <laughs> coached his first game as an offensive coordinator that he would be getting head coaching interviews. Is well, he, that's happening. He's like 36
0: um, and he's called plays one yeah. time. That's crazy. Just,
1: I, I know, but that's where this that's where the market was headed, man. He's not I mean, we can get to that later, but what the, I'm not saying the model these guys look for is right. In fact, I would say it's completely wrong. But it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that they keep looking for young quarterback-slash-play callers, which keeps leading them to a, a diminishing smaller and smaller pool of candidates. Um, you know, And then obviously they're going to talk to Freddie Kitchens and, and Greg Williams, and then I'm told Josh McDaniels is on that list. Um, I, I believe there is a college coach or two on that list as well. Um, I know that Jimmy Haslam has tried to talk to Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern in the past, I know, as I reported midway through the season, when the Browns started evaluating potential new head coaches, that they were very high on Matt Campbell of Iowa State. Um, And they also uh, did some work on Jeff Brom from Purdue. So could those guys be sort of uh, mystery candidates who, like, they're not really, if they don't speak to them, then they're never really a candidate. But if they do agree to an interview, then, you know, obviously they are a candidate. Maybe some of that's going on as well. But, yeah, I expect it to be eight or nine. Uh, I'm told it's at least at least eight interviews
0: do you think that do you think that john dorsey will be patient and Mm -hmm. uh i mean like he's got a
1: great job there's no reason not to be you know here's the weird thing about this cycle in general not just the browns but other teams did this as well which is sort of counterintuitive and i've never seen it happen to this degree like these colts assistants and Vic fangio and guys who are coaching this weekend you can't talk to them until their season ends yep I found it odd. It almost, to me, was like a smokescreen. Like, why are all these teams putting their initial slips in and getting everybody reporting on and all worked up on these dudes who they don't even know when they can talk to them? Hmm. Like, they, the culture, I think the Colts are going to beat the Texans. I, I think a too. lot of people in the league sure. think the culture are going to sure. beat the Texans. So, like, now you can't talk to them until after the divisions, division round. And who's to say they don't beat the Chiefs? Yeah. They beat him last but night. And usually, they beat him in, this they beat him week it's all about the guys who are still in the playoffs. But we're hearing a whole lot. I mean, about guys who who are, have the buy. Yeah, that's what this week is usually about: lining up your interviews with the guys who are on the buy, who you know you can talk to this weekend. But my God, it's all about Chris Richard and Matt Eberflus and Eric Bienemy. Uh, Oh, well, the different because the is on the bye. But Vic Fangio, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going through and and doing my reporting and looking at everything. You know, you're you're sizing everything up. It's like odd number of slips for guys who you don't even know when you can interview them.
0: Yeah, then Vic Fangio, I mean, the Bears are six-point favorites against the Eagles. Look, I'm terrified of Nick Foles just like everybody else. But the Bears are going to win that game. And like, you're not going to be able to talk to Vic Fangio unless the Saints beat the Bears. I mean,
1: yeah, and, and in a lot of other years, the those slips the wouldn't go in. You'd just wait and see what happens on the first round. You know what I mean? You'd call the agent and say, hey, you know what I mean? We like your guy, but you, know, you maybe don't put the request in. Or certainly, yeah. requests were coming in for some of these guys on Sunday night. And I'm just like... That's a little odd to me. What, what, like we, you you don't know when you can interview them.
0: What did you make of the uh, report, uh, Adam Beasley of the Miami Herald? Love Bees, um, and I, I think uh, Mike Garofalo also mentioned it, but um, that Adam Gase and you may have tweeted this. So if you did, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't ignore your tweets. But um, of no. uh, uh, Adam Gase is a possibility for the for the Cleveland Browns with the notion that Peyton Manning. Could potentially have uh, a little bit, a little, little bug in in Jimmy Haslam's ear. That seems very Brownsy. I, you don't want that to happen, like because they should let John Dorsey go hire the coach. But that seems like something well, that would happen with the Jimmy Browns. Haslam's
1: going to have a say in it. Sure. Jimmy talks to O's Peyton. Indeed. He talks to Jimmy Sexton, who at various points has been Adams' agent. I I think he still is now. Um, you know, he talks to Parcells and and. Um, so, yeah, some of the people who – look, I, I I have long said I, I think Adam Gase on his second job will be a knockout. There were going to be some things he'd have to sort through, and a lot of people struggle the first time around. But give him a quarterback and, – and, look, he, part of this was you – know, he, he fell in love with Tannehill, and that ended up being, in large part, his undoing. I mean, the Browns have wanted to talk to him in the past. Uh, I would think they would want to talk to him now as well. Um, He's going to have options. Adam Gase will have options. I would think the Jets would want to talk to Adam Gase. Um, there's going to be a lot of teams that want to talk to
0: Adam Gase. There's a uh, and, There's a report out there, too. Uh, I literally don't know who reported those, I would say, but that he might interview with the Cardinals as well, which would be an interesting fit, uh, given Josh Rosen's presence there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would think Adam would listen to a lot of the teams that – want to talk to him but at the end of the day i think he'll be fairly um diligent about who he actually signs on with and i'm not i'm not sure it would be arizona Uh, i don't know about that one Uh,
0: yeah all right the okay so the browns are going to interview a bunch of people they will probably be prudent in their search what what are you hearing about the packers and and what they would do in terms of
1: um, well, this is a, Now we're now we're bending the time space continuum, but um, <laughs> now well, we're really now well. Just, we're, I
0: mean, just for full disclosure, like you and I now rec- we're
1: punching the football gods in the face. You and I, are um, and I, you and I, They, are they, they this. want to talk to Pat Fitzgerald. I know what okay. Pat Fitzgerald said after that game. I also know that the, the that the Packers have been trying to sort of woo him and court him for a while, and maybe they do eventually still get a few minutes of his time. So. He's the guy. Like I wrote about this probably six weeks ago yep. as a column. Like I, I know the guy who totally fits their culture. I know the guy they think he's a, is a slam dunk, and here's why. Um, and I received zero pushback on that, by the way. Whether they convince him to do it or not remains to be seen. But I I, I do believe fairly strongly that that if he was interested in that job, it would be his, and that would happen quickly. Um, Josh McDaniels is somebody who they've done a lot of work on, and they are very intrigued by. As well, Um, you know. I I think, you know. And then after that, they've never. It's odd that they're talking to so many coaches who have been NFL head coaches before, because Mm. that franchise only twice since 1958 have hired a coach who's been an NFL coach somewhere else. So I mean, you you know, Pagano, Caldwell, McDaniel's, Dan Campbell, even you know what I mean has been an has been an interim head coach. Mike Munchak. I don't know. I don't know. I I I tend to think if they can't get Fitzgerald, I, I think the Browns and the Packers are in a tug of war over McDaniel's. Mm. And you know what I mean. If if the Packers don't get either of those guys, um, you know it'll be it'll be very intriguing. It'll be very intriguing. I, I'm not sure they're not interested in some other college coaches as well.
0: Uh, Matt Campbell, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean Matt Cam- Campbell, uh, Brom. I mean, I, yeah, is, I think is, is there's Brom, some guys out is, there who who, who they would have done work on.
0: Is Brom really going to turn down Louisville and then go to the and like stay at Purdue and then go to the NFL? That would be wild.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to stop people from sniffing around. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that much. Um, it hasn't stopped people from sniffing around.
0: All right, so Packers potentially fighting with Joe. What, what happens if the Patriots, as they do, go to the AFC Championship game?
1: I think this will be resolved way before that. Okay,
0: so you—I mean, because you—I don't
1: think this will be the lingering mystery, science theater three thousand like the last eight years. Like, is there a handshake deal? Isn't there? You can't do I that think, with Josh I McDaniels. I this think year. people will be upfront about it and just say, "This is what you know what I mean. This is what we've basically agreed to in principle, and we don't want it to be a. Dis- it's not going to be a distraction. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah, like you know he. There's things to focus on right now, and then when I no longer have to focus on those things, I you know I completely turn turn myself over, mind, body, and soul, to this team that I'm going to be coaching hopefully for the next you know ten years. So Josh McDaniels
0: will get it out there if he takes another job, rather than I don't know that he
1: will or the team will or you know what I mean. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not, I I'm not, I don't know exactly the machinations, but I. Th- I believe all parties will probably come to the realization that we need to just sort of establish this and establish it in a way that, you know, I guess that the NFL won't freak out about. Protects all parties.
0: Okay. Gotcha. All right. What about... I think if I was ranking the jobs, I would put um, – who did I have as the third? Oh, the Jets' job is the third Jets job. Jets the they? third. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, mean, I think the Jets might be – you could make an argument the Jets are second. I wouldn't put the Jets above Cleveland. No, no chance I would do no. that. Um,
1: anyway. I wouldn't put the, the Jets – no, the Jets are at best – the Jets are the third best job.
0: Yeah, All right, All right. That's fair. Right. Who, what are the Jets going to do? <laughs> at the
1: end of the day, I, I mean, I think it's an offensive guy. I think it's um, an offensive guy with a pedigree. Whether that's McCarthy, I, I don't know. I mean he's got a lot to think about in terms of which interviews he actually takes. This is another one where we're playing we're playing with uh, <laughs> with fire here, but there's things about that job that are appealing to him. There's some other things I think he'd probably need to know a little bit more about before he jumped in with both feet. Um, I think Adam Gase, again, as I mentioned before would be would be fairly attractive there um, I, I yeah I, I mm. tend to think the coach is sort of that model So is the play caller slash quarterback guy. I mean, they just haven't had one of them around there in forever for a while. You know, they, they bought low on Jeremy Bates as the coordinator. That didn't, that didn't work out. Um, it's all it, look. It, it, they can couch it a lot of different ways. It's all about Sam, and they know it's all about Sam, and it's very difficult to get the kind of guy that they want to get as a coordinator. He's probably going to have to be the head coach, because if you don't hire him as a head coach, somebody else is.
0: All right. So Adam Adam Gase makes a lot of sense there. I mean, that that, yeah. that, that that's a good fit. He. Knows the AFC East. He's had success against the Patriots. Um, you know, in Miami. Maybe that's not a gay thing. Maybe yeah. that's a, a Patriots in Miami thing. But whatever. Um, Belichick and Brady can't last there forever. You would be getting one of the franchise quarterbacks. He knows how bad the Dolphins roster is, uh, and, yeah. and the Bills have Josh Allen. But I'm not so sure the Bills roster is great. I mean, if you're if you're Gase or anybody else, don't you kind of look at the Jets and be like, man. If I can get in there and make Darnold work, I can take her well, to the division. Well, a
1: lot of people really like their receivers who are still young and yeah, cheap, Robbie even with the extension yeah, for yeah. a new eye. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to pay some of those guys. But, um, yeah, I think there's – yeah, I, I think the Jets – a lot of people are looking at the Jets' offensive guys as a sleeping giant. Um, and You scheme it up a little bit more and you coach up Sam a little bit um, – They've got $100 million to spend. I think a lot of that will be spent on the defensive side of the ball, trying to procure pass rush in any way possible. Not that that's easy, even with a lot of money and cap in your pocket. Um, but, yeah, I think Adam Gase there would make a lot of
0: sense. Any um, any any chance they try and make a big splash, or do they uh, – is it just a simple – off like, let's go for the offensive guy? I mean, um, Gase, what do you mean Gase? by splash? Well, I mean, like – I don't know, you know, it's New York, we talked about Jim Harbaugh, I mean, that's, I feel like, I feel like... That the, Jim
1: Harbaugh thing, I don't know where, I think that guy's got the wrong Harbaugh. That's he's what I was going to ask. Harbaugh forever. Like, like, what if That you, guy's had the wrong, I don't know, somebody must have just told him Harbaugh and he guessed. I don't know, but that guy's, he, <laughs> it's funny, because everybody knows he's the only one saying it, and he's trying to act like, "Oh, well, everybody else knows this is true, too. No, really, nobody does, bro. Just take the hit, take the L. Um,
0: so, in other words, like it might have been somebody in the Jets was like, "We would love to trade for, or like, we want to go get. A, we think we have a chance." I have no making-
1: idea. I don't know who was the Jets or if it was an agent for somebody. I have no. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is I've never heard Jim Harbaugh to okay. the Jets, but I have long heard that they're laying in the weeds on John Harbaugh. Waiting to see if mm. if something could come together, but at this point, I don't, I don't, I don't know that the, I don't, I don't know that I see the Jets making a trade for him. Okay, and you know, it, I could see Steven Ross maybe, or mm. you know, again Tampa maybe, or or Denver maybe. Ultimately doing it, I don't, I don't know that it's the Jets via a trade. Um,
0: All right, what's Denver? What's but Denver? yeah?
1: I mean, a splash? I, I don't know. I mean, look, there's some college like they had interest in Matt Campbell. Um, he didn't, you know, he, he decided not to, to pursue that, but, you know, I think they're, they're looking under some, some different rocks. Um, and you know, one guy I know they're going to talk to is Todd Munkin, who, who I've talked to a lot of coaches who've been putting staff together. And that's the guy I was saying, like, if you get go get this guy as your OC, now he may get a head coaching job. Who knows what any of these open, he may. Um, but Munkin is a guy who's super hot on the assistant coaching circuit. Like, I mean, a lot of coaches, are trying to get him to commit to be their OC if he doesn't get a head coaching job.
0: And you know, it's sort of slept on too. But Munkin, I mean, not only did he have great success with Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, but he dragged an, a winless Southern Miss team to nine yeah. wins within three years. I mean, I feel like people are sleeping on the fact that he's got that head coaching experience, even if it's just at the college level.
1: No, I reported on him through the season. Um, he he's a guy who was opening eyes big time, and people. And it, it, I think it sealed Dirk Cutter's fate, too. Like, the week that Cutter freaked out, and was like, oh, I'm going to take play calling back. <laughs> They're like, dude, this guy's not your problem. Like, what are you talking about? You yeah. <laughs> You weren't winning any games before he got here. But at least now your offense is, you know, taking off. Um, All right, you- no, I think, you know, it's going to be interesting. It, it'll be interesting for Munkin. Um, I would not be shocked if he interviews well, if he maybe does get one. Um Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd I'd like to see him paired with one of these young quarterbacks somewhere. If not as a head coach, then as uh, then as an OC. You know, I would. I mean, if I'm Arizona, I would be all over Monken.
0: Interesting. All right. Would you? Do you think that Arizona is closer to the three jobs we just mentioned—the Browns, Packers, and and Jets—or right, is no. it—or is
1: it cl- a, dude, that's the bottom? Well, I mean, also, with them and think- the Bengals.
0: You think the, the, the Cardinals the is bottom. a worse job than the Dolphins and the Buccaneers?
1: They just Dude, they just they gave a guy no chance to succeed and then fired him in 11 months. He's terrible. They got the first overall pick. That's not something to crow about.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a bad draft, too.
1: They have a bad – their culture there is warped. Their best players want it out. Um, the – GM dude spent the summer, part of the summer in jail, and then was suspended for the rookie head coach's first training camp. That's a good like, point. come on, man! All right, all right. That's, that's... Who wanted the job last year? Munchak walked away. Flores kind of, sort of walked away. Like that job was Munchek's, and he he after the first interview, he's like, nah, that place ain't for me. They man. wanted him to come back for a second interview. He said, no thanks. Jeez. Four teams are talking to Munchek this year. Like you, you. Don't, I mean, come on.
2: Okay, All right.
1: and they ain't one of them because they know he's not coming here. Like, ah, good luck. That's a people red flag. The quarterback. I, if you're using the quarterback as a sales pitch, you probably are doing it wrong.
0: I like Rosen. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. I think Rosen is good. They just need. They have to get some offensive line and some some weapons for him. I think Rosen. They've never good. had
1: that. Steve Kimes an offensive lineman. Why can't he build an offensive line?
0: Yeah, he he drafted. This what he gets for drafting a North Carolina. His first, first, the, first the, his first,
1: so first. They, they, I mean, they just took a year off the running back's career. Like, I don't know what that was, yeah, but like, yeah. he got, he did get older. Um,
0: all right, <laughs> all right, all right. So, all right, all right so what's your, what's Larry? Your,
1: I mean, it's Larry's not playing forever.
0: Yeah. Why, what's your next job after the Jets? then? you like the, it's got to be Broncos, um, <sighs>
1: I saw. I mean, you can throw the rest brocaneers. of them in a hopper. I don't want any of them.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Well, all right so, like, they're all. I mean, there, there's a reason some of these places never, ever, ever win. So, so if you're, you the, know, or you, never sustain anything when the fleeting instances they do win.
0: So, if you're the Cardinals, do you just go out there and you're like, all right, we got to get an Because op- I mean, I think it's one of those cases where they're gonna like when you hire Steve Wilkes, who's a low energy defensive guy, um, this is one of those ex-girlfriend cases where you go get like a high energy offensive guy. Do you just try and go get the first high energy offensive guy who will, who will come to your club and make sure you don't do what you I did? think
1: it's, I could see Zach Taylor being the guy there. Okay. All right. McVeigh. They sell the McVay model. Yeah. Um McVay. I mean, I wasn't thinking low energy, high energy, but when you frame it in those terms, obviously McVeigh is much, you know what I mean? He's, you know, more like the John Gruden Energizer Bunny than he is um sort of the laid back. I mean, Wilkes um, looked like a, Wilkes, Wilkes look
0: like a corpse on the sidelines most of the last year. I mean, was, I What's mean, that? Wilkes looked like a corpse on the sidelines most. I mean, they'd be they'd be down like forty five to three, and he'd just be sort of walking up and down, like looking stoic. I mean, I get that you got to be, you can't be like outrageous on the sidelines, but show some, so show, show something, man. Um, yeah, right,
1: what, what, I what, mean, now look, they may be after. Firing a guy after one year, they they may decide that you know what we got to get somebody who's done this
2: before. Yeah.
1: Um, but I think Zach Taylor is going to be going to end up being a pretty okay. interesting prospect there. And if you're worried about the experience, maybe he brings his father-in-law, Mike Sherman, Ooh. along with him, who's obviously been an NFL head coach and had a lot of success with that and been a coordinator. I think you could make that you could set up. Um, and you've got to pair him with a very experienced defensive coordinator, but I think they could do that. And you try, to, you kind of set up the McVay model there, and you say we're going to salvage Josh Rosen the way McVay. Look, like, people, I mean, look, Jared Goff after his rookie year looked a whole hell of a lot more like Josh Rosen than he did Baker Mayfield, yep. right? Yep. A hundred percent. So you could, I mean, I think that's the sales pitch. Yeah. The no, Sean you know is what I mean? Sean, if you fall in love with this guy.
0: Sean and I talked about that on, on you, Monday's pod or on Tuesday's pod. It you was like, talk
1: that all up and yeah. you say, we're committed to Rosen. We didn't give him the right infrastructure last year, but we're going to go get this guy, you know, with Mike Sherman and their record with quarterbacks. And then we're going to pair it with a super experienced defensive coordinator. Who's been a former head coach himself, um, you know, whatever. Mike Nolan. You know what I mean? I'm just throwing a name out there, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know. Could he could could he convince Jack Del Rio to be the defensive coordinator or something like that? You know what I mean? Somebody who's been a head coach, who might be overqualified for the D C job, but you know what I mean? He, he's willing to take it because he believes in this kid and what they might be able to do.
0: What you do? What you do is you do. You say, "Hey, look, we're doing what the Rams did in 2017 and what the Bears did yeah. last year," and just even yeah. if it's yeah. not and true, gotta just and we got to compete
1: with the Rams, it. so yeah. this is this is what we're going to do. We're yeah. going to take from them. You know what I mean? To help us, we're going to take McVay's most trusted assistant because he really wasn't worried about Lafleur leaving, and he's not worried about most of the other guys leaving. Um, and he would never hold Zach Taylor back, but Zach Taylor is sort of the guy.
0: Okay, so. What about
1: Yeah, I could see that one going in that direction.
0: Okay. What about the Denver what is the what is the bigger problem in Denver? The quarterback Whew. John Elway you got, you got, or the ownership geez. issues.
1: No owners. you got you literally every time somebody opens their mouth, there's dueling press releases from the Bolin family? Yeah, bro. That's uh the fact that this will be what, four coaches hired by Elway in six and a half years? Mm. I mean what go back to the day what day did he fire John Fox?
0: Uh, Right after the, let's see, is it four head coaches? Is that right? This would be the fourth. I mean, he's going to hire one in the next two weeks.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't remember if he, I mean, Fox, they made the championship game that year, right? Yeah. Like, they, I don't they, think he fired Fox till fairly late in the game.
0: Yeah. No, they, they. Right, because no, Kubiak
1: fired. was still in Baltimore, yeah. and then it was the whole fight over, like, as Kubiak, Kubiak told the Ravens, I'm not leaving. But then he did leave because January. the Elway job opened up and nobody thought it was. You know what I mean? At the end of the regular season, because everybody thought Denver was going to the Super Bowl. But then Elway, you know, kicked Fox to the curb. So yeah, I mean, Fox.
0: January twelfth, two thousand fifteen. January twelfth, two thousand fifteen. So, when
1: they fired Fox. January twelfth, two thousand fifteen. So, so this will be four coaches in four years. Yep. Fox. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Fox. Kubiak. You don't think that's? You don't think coaches talk about that stuff? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was. You don't I, last more than two years there, even if you go to the playoffs. I was and making. Dude, he wanted to fire Vance after one, and <laughs> if he hadn't fired all those other guys so quickly, he would have.
0: Man, is the Broncos' job the worst job? Is it worse? I don't want it. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and discuss the Broncos' job a little bit more. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newBalance.com. That's yeah, wild. I was making fun of the Buccaneers for you know hiring all these coaches since Gruden. I mean they had, you know, I think they're hiring five now, but the Broncos, I mean, it's even worse. They've been hiring guys left and right since they fired John Fox.
1: John Fox went and did TV for a little while. I don't know if he still is. Kubiak got into personnel. Vance Joseph probably have to go back to being a D coordinator. I mean, I, I, you're stuck. The Keenum contract, you're still kind of married to him for another year. Yeah. I, you He's, know what I mean? always still picking the players. I mean, since, you know, Peyton Manning fell in his lap. Other than that, it ain't gone real swimmingly. Um, you're you're going to have – the infighting over the ownership is going to get – only going to get worse. Um, I yeah. mean huh. – the de- I mean, there is a defense there, and they were competitive, and somebody will take the job. And, I mean, I'm being a little facetious here about I don't want it. I mean, somebody will take it, and it may end up being someone highly qualified who had other options who might look at that defensive talent and say, I- I'm just going to go run the ball. You know what I mean? I'm going to go do- look, look, look with Tennessee and Seattle and Baltimore and Houston all did to the save their seasons. I'm going to go do that with, you know, that caliber of defense already more or less there. And I can be competitive, even though I've still got my homes and rivers in my division. And at some point, the Raiders can't be this bad. And they will have um, money to spend like never before once they get into that new stadium and get all those revenue streams that they haven't had really forever. Um, they've never played in a stadium with luxury suites and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. toggling back and forth through all the years, they've never been in a facility that You know, even the LA Coliseum in the mid 80s wasn't, you know what I mean? Wasn't built for football and didn't have all the bells and whistles. Like, they've never been in a facility that has the revenue streams that they're going to be available to them now. So, the Broncos are in a bit of a tough spot here.
0: Mm, They are indeed. Yeah, and you got Patrick Mahomes there, too. Lovely. All right, so.
1: No, and Philip Rivers is still, you know, he hasn't slowed down yet. I mean, that's
0: that's tough. Yeah. It's a bad, it's a bad division. All right, so we don't know what the Broncos, it sounds like the Broncos might be looking at leftovers. Right. I mean, like, like they're like, no one's, they're not going to go get Josh. I mean, obviously not Josh McDaniels, but they're not going to go get, uh, could they get Adam Gase given that he has a history in Denver? No. Or is the fact that Elway no, fired not Fox? Elway gonna-
1: doesn't, that, that he didn't leave on great terms with Elway. No way. I don't see Elway biting the bullet on that one. Um, Okay. You know they could have hired. You know what I mean? They could have hired Gase. Yeah, sure. Before, like you know what I mean? In the past, and haven't done it. No, I don't. I don't see that one. Um,
0: what about uh,
1: Munchak might be the guy there? Okay, all right. Sort of Munchak. I, I, Munchak might be the guy there. So, so so I, a I hear retread. that is one that he's legitimately interested in.
0: A retread factor, and he looks at it and says, "All right, there's a good running back. It's a couple of running backs there, and Lindsey and Ro- Philip Lindsey and Royce Freeman." Some They've receivers. never had an offensive line. Exactly. I mean, this coach guy can build an line offensive line. line.
1: Yep, exactly. Right? They've got. I mean, Elway has. He's struck out on the offensive line, left and right. So he, you know, I, I, the question for Munchak is who is your offensive coordinator? Like, it's got to be somebody fairly dynamic. He, you know, if he could pair himself with a Munkin, I mean, mm. you know, and I've sort of sent that word to him a while back. Like, hey, coach, I, you know, if I was put a staff together for you, I would, I would start recruiting this Munkin cat. But I don't know. There's going to be a lot of competition for Munken, but that will be the question for Munchak in all these interviews. And if he and if he has a staff on paper that um, passes the eye test, then I think he's getting one. Um, And it may be that one. It it may be that one. I mean, the defense is not bad. He will install the run game, and and, you know should be able to help you develop offensive linemen and coach that up. and then look, you're 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 you're, gonna, you're basically stuck with Band-Aid quarterbacks this year, um, but the 2020 draft should be fairly robust with quarterbacks. So I could see, you know, I mean, look, Zach and look, Zach Taylor might blow them away. Sure. You know what I mean? And they might be sitting there saying, well, we had McDaniel's and we had Gase in our building at various points. You know what I mean? And maybe I don't know if they're looking at him as the one that got away. And when they had look, the thing with Josh wasn't going to work. That You know that early in his career, anyway, probably, but regardless, they might be sitting there saying we've had a lot of young bright offensive coaches here, and we never you know we, maybe it 's time to give one of them the keys to the kingdom again but um.
0: worth noting on Munchuk by the way i mean i i, I don 't think he ever really got a ton of credit for it, but he went nine and seven with the thirty six year old Matt Hasselback and then was saddled yeah. then was saddle with Jake Locker. And like, and that nine seven team had Nate Washington over a thousand yards. Yeah, Kendall Wright. They never had any. They never had any great players in Tennessee. Um, and, no. and if you look at, I'm trying, I think didn't Chris Johnson fall off a cliff as soon as he left? Yeah,
1: interesting. I think so. All
0: right, so that's. So I mean, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that Mike Munchak. Like, maybe I feel
1: like he would have been dealing with Lendell White and some of that stuff, right? Like, I feel like those were the Munchak teams.
0: Yeah, no, he had Chris Johnson for for a, a couple thousand yard seasons, and then I guess Chris Johnson fell off a cliff when he was uh, twenty nine or whatever. But anyway, I, mean, I guess I guess what I'm saying is Munchak's tenure there in, in Tennessee doesn't, you know, it, sort of. I mean, sort of underrated at least in terms. It's, 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 yeah, a, it's a No, he's a guy experience. who, again, compared
1: to a lot of the names on this list. um I would have no trepidation casting my lot with him, um, but again, I, I want to see who the O coordinator is and, okay. what and, you, who, and who the D coordinator is.
0: What do you think happens with the two teams in uh, in Florida? You got the Buccaneers, Ooh. and I can't. I I kind of lump those teams together. I don't know which job is better or worse. When I did these rankings one through eight, um, I, I flip flopped them a bunch. I would. I mean. Like you have Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay, but you have Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. I mean, like, you're, you get him for a year, and you have to figure him out. That that's rough.
1: that's that's rough.
0: But then Miami, I mean, the I Miami. I think they Miami's... really
1: limit themselves with with by by doing that. Um, I will say this: that they they could have. I know the Glazers are saying, "Oh, Jason Light's doing this along with Jed Hughes, but the Glazers. The Glazers thought they had Chip Kelly a few years back. You know, the Glazers were way in on Gruden last year, whether yeah. they want to admit it or not. Um, I'm sure the Glazers have been reaching out to college coaches as well. I could see the Glazers, you know, be that Look, if that thing is still going on while the John Harbaugh thing comes to a head, could I see them trading for a coach? Yeah, they've done it before.
2: Yeah, Sure. true.
1: You know what I mean? They've literally done it before, true. and they won yeah. a Super Bowl, doing it? Yeah. So I, I could see them having a trick up their sleeve. Now, whether they're able to actually pull it off or not, I don't know. But I, I think they probably are trying to aim big quietly. But the the, the, the marrying themselves to the Winston thing in coaching circles doesn't do them any favors.
0: Okay, what about Miami? I mean, Chris Greer, now the now the GM I could see
1: I could see Brian Flores there. Okay. Chris wow, Greer, leaving? you know, his dad worked for the Patriots for years. He's got a lot of ties still. Um, to that team he's from new england um i uh, you know they they just tried it with the offensive guy um, they can't you know they, the whole key there is to beat the patriots and make them weaker i i could see i could see i think brian Flores will have a real opportunity there hmm
0: all right, Brian Flores, there. Bengals. The Bengals have uh, the Bengals are going to hire. I think
1: huge. Eric Bieniemy, Hugh Jackson, Vance Joseph, something like that. You know, I don't. I mean, I, I give them credit for reaching out to Zach Taylor and people like that. They're i just not, don't know. They're not. Those they're not. Hiring going there. They're, right, not, right. they're exactly.
0: not Going there. They're not. Right. Exactly. Like I like I can't imagine. The, I rank the Bengals as the bottom job number eight on the on my list, and even yeah. even though like they have. They have more talent on their roster than Miami, but the idea that they're going to give this job to Hugh Jackson, who just went three thirty six and one, look, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I, re- it's <laughs> I reported it in real time. He I was know. brought in
1: for a reason. Yeah, because if he looked the part, if he helped them in any way, and even if he didn't, he's he's going to have a real shot to take over from Marvin Lewis, <laughs> so and he's cool. going to have a legitimate shot. And Mike Brown really, really likes him, and. Hugh is a great politician and sweet talker, and Mike Brown might fall in love with him.
0: That's that's the dumbest thing in the history of coaching searches.
1: I mean, we'll see. Maybe they go with somebody younger. I mean, I would. Um, I just think, you know, Eric Biennium played there. I, I, Eric, the, the Andy Reid coaching tree has been so robust. Um He's somebody who Mike Brown has known for a long time and often you've got to already sort of be in that circle of trust. Um you know, and Vance look, Vance Joseph coached there, they were very high on Vance Joseph, they blocked him for leaving for various jobs um at different times back in the day. Um for you know, took they kept him as their DB's coach and wouldn't let him interview for uh coordinator jobs, so I, you know, I think that I think he'll have a, a legit shot as well.
0: I love it. It's like, man, if they get away with, if they get Vance Joseph and avoid Hugh Jackson, that's an A plus win for the Bengals. That's where the that's where the Cincy job is at. All right, what, what you reported on um, uh one one day, but like maybe Monday, uh, that um, that Daryl Bevel was going to interview for the Falcons OC. He is how he's, how, gonna,
1: he's gonna, I mean, how hot he's going to interview for that job? I expect Dirk Cutter to interview for that job. Sure. A couple of other guys.
0: How hot is how hot is Dan Quinn's seat right now?
1: Look, it's, uh, it's in flames. I mean, he's – and I think we talked about this in the middle of the year yeah. when the Rivera stuff was going on, and we were talking about that division, and I'm like, look, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> that person go to Rivera and say, bro, you're a defensive guy, right? Well, what's up with this slop? You coach him. And then at the end of the season, Blank's going to go to Quinn and say, hey, right, this is what you're supposed to do. This is why I hired you. You coach it. And if it doesn't get better with you coaching it, then you're out a year from now yeah. or nine months from now. You know what I mean? If he fires him mid-season or whatever. But, yeah, it's uh, – I mean, I'm shocked Blank has been as patient as he's been. Why fire, and that the changes gone above the coordinator level.
0: Why fire Sarkeesian? I mean, like, it, like I get firing maybe after last year because it was a stink bomb. But he, the Falcons were good on offense this year. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, they were good. But
1: they were great. I think they were good. I mean, that offense reminded me a little bit about like the one good Bortles year in Jacksonville. Mm. And I'm not talking. La- I'm talking the year he had like the 30th TDs 30 TDs or whatever, 25 touchdowns. TDs. Yeah, 35. Really, go back and watch those games, man. You know, yeah. I mean, when they yeah. needed it, it wasn't there. And then when they got real far behind, it came back relatively quickly. <laughs> but yeah, man, the red zone still wasn't really happening. I mean. I don't know.
0: Matt Ryan. The run game. The, the run uh, game
1: never. I mean, they never were as balanced as they were under Kyle. Now, I get it. Injuries, offensive line, all that stuff. But, I mean, this team thought they were going to the Super Bowl the last two years. Yeah. They didn't win a playoff game. And this year, I mean, it's seven. It's a cosmetic 7-9. and nine, But, dude, they were 4-8 and eight getting destroyed by Baltimore with maybe 40,000 people in the stands. And 10,000 of them were from Baltimore. In the stadium that he just built, with the cheapest concession prices in the league, you know what I mean, and all the creature comforts, and it's the first time somebody built a stadium and didn't totally bilk and scam all the taxpayers. <laughs> he's hosting a Super Bowl this year, and it's December, and there's nobody there, and the ones who are there are cheering for the other team, and we're like four and eight already, and it's over. Yeah, people are getting fun. like, I'm again, I'm surprised that it it, it still hasn't gone higher, but there was, there was going to be, you know, blood after this season. And if it doesn't get better next season, it'll be Dan Quinn's. Mm.
0: All right. Uh, Rivera is safe, right? I mean, I think he's safe at this point. It seems I mean, like- no, he
1: has not been terminated. The, the owner does not have any uh, intentions to terminate him at this point, but there are going to be more ongoing discussions about
0: that staff okay.
1: and how much better it needs to be. Steve Wilkes um, coming
0: back on defense? I mean Wilkes
1: and Al Holcomb back there wouldn't shock me.
0: Okay, all right, we uh, we got to talk about Antonio Brown before. Is there any chance? Are you, so is Mike? Is this is is Mike Tom? I mean, I, I ask this a lot. I don't think I don't think it's the case. I think Mike Tomlin's has done a good job coaching, wins a ton of games, but man, to miss the playoffs like they did. And then to have this Antonio Brown stuff pile up. You reported on Monday. It was it's Ben Roethlisberger. He he like threw a football at. and yeah. had a fight with. Yeah. This is a disaster yeah, I for the, in the Steelers. Yeah, got an
1: argument with him. Got pretty loud. So lay out lay out, lay out
0: like lay out exactly what's going on here with Antonio Brown and and what. well this
1: is I mean it's been going on I mean I was writing <laughs> reporting about it in August and September I mean it it started in training camp like they kicked. He had a personal social media guy and a personal, like, nutritionist slash – I don't know what he was. He's some dude he met in South Beach, some Brazilian guy, like some jujitsu guy who was, like, a personal trainer slash nutritionist. Like, he had this whole, like, ancillary staff that were, I guess, his quasi-employees who basically came into camp and had the run of the place, which a lot of people in that building were like, "Eh, at some point, Tomlin's going to be like, what's going on here, and – these dudes probably never should have like been able to just run all over our practice fields from the, the get go. But once he tells them they can't do that anymore, it's going to lead to a temper tantrum. Like I was like reporting this in real time. Like I was like, uh, there's some weird stuff going on here. Like um, that I think is going to come to a head. And sure enough, like a week later, Tomlin, like, who are these dudes again? Like, wait a minute, are they even credentialed? Like, now nah, they got to go. Boom. Antonio Brown went back to Pittsburgh for two days. He had a, like, I think they called it an ankle injury or something like that. No, he just basically took his ball and went home. Wow. And they patched that up, and they didn't really discipline him to the degree they should have. And Tomlin kind of let that one go, and they kind of swept it under the rug. And then, what was it, three or four weeks into the season when Ben and, and Brown had to blow up on the sideline? Yep. And then Brown wasn't there for, like, Monday meetings. You know what I mean? Like, he just didn't show up. And they kind of swept under the rug and, oh, well, he needed treatment and this or that. Nah, he wasn't hurt, man. He had hurt feelings. Wow. And the season ends the same way. Um, now, this time there was more, like, there was discipline. But within that building through the weekend, people weren't sure do when it came time, you know, to, to, to write out the inactives. So he, he obviously decided to bench him. And it's a problem.
0: What what's going to happen to Antonio? Is there any chance Antonio uh, Brown gets traded?
1: I have no idea. I, I would just be talking out of my, you know what. I sure. I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about that yet. Okay. Um, I think everybody's waiting to see what Tomlin – I mean, they, the, the, the Steelers, you know, this is Tomlin's domain. And they separate church and state there, and, you know, the GM reports to the owner, and the coach reports to the owner, and this is the coach's domain. So, you know, the Roonies, everybody else is, is waiting to see how Tomlin – I think he's supposed to talk to the media – I guess I'm supposed to say today, because today is allegedly Wednesday. Sure. Um. Good job.
0: <laughs> Good job by you. Is there yeah. – I mean, like, uh, Antonio Brown, I mean, look, it, it, here's the interesting thing. So we'll thing. see.
1: You know what I mean? What does Tomlin say about it? Does he say, I'm going to have repeated meetings with this guy in the off season and things are going to have to change? Or does he just sort of uh, talk around it and poo-poo it? Mm. Um, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But I, I just – I mean – or whatever, I, 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 it's so early in the off season. I, they haven't even had personal meetings yet. They haven't even done exit. You know, they just started doing exit interviews. So right. I, I'm sure as an organization they haven't even thought about it. People in that building as of Sunday night were still trying to figure out exactly what had happened because Tomlin had kept a lot of this sort of, you know, more or less in-house. Like he wasn't talking to a lot of people about it. You know, he he, he knew what he knew about this situation with Ben and A.B., but he wasn't sharing a whole lot of it and there was a lot of confusion in the building about exactly, you know, how um heated this exchange was. Right.
0: Uh, all right. So the Steelers probably not doing anything. I mean, like this is not a mic. I time. have
1: no idea. I mean it's just it's way too soon to say. Okay, like right. they you know what I mean? People I, I I mean, I'm sure before everybody leaves town they will have had conversations with A B and they will have conversations with Ben and conversations with other players about it. And then they're going to have to do what any team does is they, they review their roster. You know what I mean? Um, they review each position group. They talk to the coaches. They got to decide. I mean, the first, if I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, the first shoe I'm waiting to see drops is, are oh, they bringing both these coordinators back? Right. Like that's the, like AB and all that, they got, they got a long time to figure that out. You know what I mean? We're ways away from the combine, but like you see what Atlanta is doing right now. You know what I mean? It's not just about head coaches. It's about getting the best and the brightest that you can. Like, didn't go real well, you know what I mean? There, yeah, I mean it was disaster. a bad season. It's and disaster. Tomlin's not going anywhere. Okay. But the defensive coordinator was talking about dudes who, you know, he pulled a Stephen A. Smith like that happened going into a must win <laughs> game like that happened. That's not a good look. No, it's it's not. not. No, it's you know not. what I mean. That's embarrassing. And the offense, you had, you know, I, I, again, I reported on this really early in the season. There were people in that building saying Ben and this coordinator, it's it's too it's too they're too close. There's not enough checks and balances. And it's going to lead to problems. And it's repeated. I mean, that's not the only thing that was going on there. But, like, are they going to bring this group back? And Tomlin's best buddies on the staff are the two coordinators. And are the Rooney's going to say, like they kind of said, you know, a few years back with B.A., like, hey, you know, we're not going to tell you who to hire, but there's got to be some different stuff going on here. The dynamics have to change up a little bit. You know, everything can't be this chummy.
0: All right, yeah, uh, the so Steelers, and because they're the Steelers, and because like if 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 the if the early coverage from the media on January first, I think the start of two thousand nineteen is any indication, the story probably not going away. Um, is there any chance that another non-John Hart, like another another coach gets? Is there anybody else that could be fired? I'm thinking Jay Gruden here, but I don't think that's likely. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't. Really I would say none of the them feet, are, yeah. I can't. I couldn't couch anything as likely, but I would also not um, rule out anything. I mean, you know, you've got very rich, impulsive guys, um, <laughs> many of whom don't really know what they're doing when it comes to football, and they're watching all their colleagues. And a quarter of the league whacked people.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's copycat league, and some of these exit interviews can get a little heated, and that's why there's always a surprise because. There's combustible elements baked into this cake, um, and right now there's a lot of powder kegs going on <laughs> in a lot of buildings right now. Um, but these GMs, man, they they just find ways to survive. It's interesting. It, it
0: is, isn't it? it it's is wild. It's, yeah. How I mean, like, and that's
1: why some of these teams are always backwards because they just they they just won't do the right thing. And if you're gonna make change, you probably should make systemic changes. It's very rare that you really were close and it was just the head coach who was a problem. You know what I mean? Like, really rare. Like, Jacksonville, you do this coordinator shuffle. I dare you. You're going to be right back here next year. Like, that's that's great. Press releases are wonderful. Continuity. Love it. Keep continuing to do what you do, and you will continue to lose 10 games every year.
0: The only real spots I could see that could potentially change, just because there's been – like, you have 12 playoff teams, and we mentioned the Ravens there. I think they're the only team in the playoffs that could potentially, you could see a coach get fired. Um, Minnesota said they're bringing back He would be fired. He would be let right, right, out of the right, right. contract to go right.
1: pursue something else, or right, he would be right. traded.
0: Right, right. But you, you know, sorry, yeah. The, the only, like, the only, like, not, none of the other playoff teams are potentially losing their coach for any reason, I don't think. Um, everybody else is, like, Matt Patricia's not getting fired. Pat Shermer, you know, Pat Shermer's not getting fired. Uh, I mean, yeah,
1: I don't think so. I mean, like, again, I, I don't. Eight. things could still happen. I Eight. mean, I, I, I don't know what. I'm not saying they will, but, you know. All
0: right. Uh, we'll keep our eye open. We will uh, We will be diving. I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking to you again, JLC. Um, thanks as always for taking the time. That's the latest news and notes on the Coaching Rumors. Follow him on Twitter, at Jason for Make sure and check him out on CBS right. Sports HQ. Uh, talk to you right. soon, buddy.
1: All right, buddy. Have a good one. Thank you.